Hey, hey, hey. Hello there. We are telling, telling on ourselves. ourselves. I'm Vicki. And I'm Liz. We're so happy to be here today. Yeehaw. We have so much to share with you. We walk down. We're firewalkers now. Not only are we alcoholics. We're firewalkers. My name is Vicki and I am a firewalker. I am alcoholic. a fucking firewalker. Big time. <laughs> Big time. And... And we are going to do a series. So this is episode one of three, breaking down the 12th step. Step 12. Yep. Which I will share with you in a few minutes. But of course, first we need to do... I call, for the I know, win. I, I call it the FTW for the win. First thought first wrong. First thought wrong. And Vicky, Vicky's going to share with us today. Giddy Her up. First wrong. Giddy on up. And I feel like I've already shared this like 18 times with y'all. But... um. I get to do it again. And what's interesting, Lynn and I were talking about this uh, new therapy that she's going through and how mindfulness is finding your feelings in your body. Is that basically an okay way to put it? it? Yep. Um, And I've been doing that since even before I got sober. I remember my therapist used to say, when you're having anxiety, where do you feel it? Because because your body feels it before your brain processes it, basically. So before it gets to the front, um, front uh, frontal lobe, cortex, yeah, frontal lobe of your brain. Lo- to tell you- she said lobe. <laughs> I think lube, but she said lobe. There she goes again. I know I can't. Um, before your brain gets it to that part to process to articulate the thoughts to you, your body's already feeling it. So being a mindful of those body changes, and we will share an example. Well, this is really funny. <laughs> so when <laughs> I've been um, I've been thinking about ways that we can promote this more because you know we all get to uh, hear our escapades. Our for the wins, yeah. Our first thought wrongs and our growth, because you know, lots of people are in the same place we are. Yeah, I think I think they are. Bless their hearts. Bless their <laughs> hearts, and I'm sorry too. Um, but so Vicky had this great idea. I did. I'm like, maybe we should YouTube video, do a video of us recording, which a lot of podcasts do, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we can post it a week early for the people that are our Patreon patrons on our Patreon page. And then we can promote that and then it will drop the video, the actual video would drop on YouTube when we drop the episode, which has been a little wonky. Mm-hmm. And we're getting back on track and we're going to even try to do once a week. Exactly. We're going back. So as Vicky is explaining this to me, I immediately have this heat wave shoot up my back and I have on a Bam. cardigan. I have a cardigan because you know we're fall weather. So I have a cardigan on and a shirt and like a Sweater shirt underneath. Weather. Yeah. So as she's talking, I'm like, oh my God, like heat emanating from my back like nobody's business. And I'm, t- I'm like, I'm already, I'm sweating. I'm sweating. You should have seen her face. She's <laughs> like, why are you making me sweat? <laughs> So I immediately felt my anxiety yeah. right along my back. So I said, we're not recording today. We're not going to do any of this today. We are just going to talk about step 12 and my first thought wrong. Yeah. So then my internal furnace could cool down a little bit. Yeah. And and it, and it really goes hand in hand with what happened to her because yesterday I was doing, I've decided that I need to finally really repack my kitchen because we moved in here and unpacked. And I don't know why that happens. It's been a year. 
It's been exactly oh a year. Oh my God, it's mm-hmm. been a year. But we unpack and people help us. And a lot of times people help with the kitchen stuff because it's yeah, just get it out semi self explanatory. Mm-hmm. And then you think you're going to organize it all nice. And uh, yesterday I tackled it. I said, I'm getting back from my meeting in the morning. I have three hours before I go do this event. I am going to start. Well, and I thought I was going to finish. Get it done. Get her done. So I was also promised my daughter that I would take her to get a registration, uh, like her her ticket, car, like car. sticker. Car. And yeah, sh- I said I need to go at ten. Blah blah blah. So I, you know, I had in my mind all these expectations. I'm going to come home. Me and Maya get in the car, go get her sticker, come back, and bam, create magic in my kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's not what happened, and she was sleeping, and that was way too early for her, and apparently she didn't agree with me, which I thought she did, so I was doing all the stuff, but I also had this thing in my head where I was, when are we going to go, and having all these, I, I like to have a, a time frame where I can just go straight, and um, that's not what happened, and she woke up, and I said, can we go now? I'm not going now. I'm like, please, Maya, I'm I'm trying to get this done. I have to leave at three. I'd really like to help you get that taken care of. And um, no, I, I will never wake up at 10. I don't know why you think I should wake up at 10 because I would never do that. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And I... I was like, okay, fine, that's fine. What difference does it make what time we go? Because you're going to have to stop what you're doing for that time, so it doesn't matter if we do it now or if we do it later. I said, Maya, it will make me feel better. I'm asking you, can we please go? She's like, no, whatever. And so she just sat on the couch for a few minutes. Then she finally went in the back room and... And God, it's just like I'm married to my husband. It's like it reminds me of he, you know he would do the thing yeah, when he wanted to. Well, it's you not setting you not setting the time. Yeah, it's so bizarre. Control. And um and so also one thing she said when I asked her to help if she wanted to help with the organization because you know she also complains about how it's not organized and how chaotic it is and blah 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 and um. And so she said, well, if you, I'm not going to do that. I don't care where you put things as long as you just don't buy stupid things we don't need. Ugh. So <laughs> Define stupid things we don't need? Well, that's it. And when oh, I no. ask, there's no example. Of course. So I, I ugh. it's already, it's getting me a little tizzy right now. So, Is your back sweating? No, my back isn't sweating. Okay. So that's not where mine goes. Mine is in my throat and in my chest. That was a new one for the back sweat, just so you know. That was a very <laughs> defined one. Um, so anyhow, we... Go and of course the place is closed because there's not enough workers and we would have had to go by Barrington and I I I was not codependent. I said, listen, I got to get this done. Can we do this another day? And she said yes, and she wasn't mad, and that was great, and everything was fine. And then Ken came over because we were going to a party, and I finished pretty much everything. I still have some things that I need to work on, but I I'm pretty happy that I got as much done as and I it did. looks great. It does, it yeah. does for this week. It makes you feel better. It does make me feel better, and. 
Ken was here and he was goofing around with the dog. And when Maya's mad, it's like almost like emanating from her. You can just feel it. And and I, uh, you know, I'm feeling her being mad and Ken's being all happy and bubbly. And I, I, I just am like, I don't know what to feel right now. And so finally I get ready and we get in the car and we're going to drive and I am just, I look, because I thought I had my medication and, you know, I have anti-anxiety medication as needed. And so I was going to take my medication, but it wasn't in Ken's car and I was frustrated about that. And I just felt all these feelings of all those things that had happened two hours before and it just all culminated into me having a massive, like, don't look at me, don't touch me, don't talk to me, don't anything and I wasn't mad at Ken and I wasn't being mean to Ken. Ken went to hold my hand and, and I said, no, I, I can't be touched right now. And we were talking about mm-hmm. this and, and it, I said, it's so weird that when I probably need a hug more than ever, yeah. I am don't want anyone to touch me. I get this very, very much like, don't touch me, don't look at me, don't talk to me, don't... And, <laughs> it's like a very visceral feeling. Yep. And it blows me away because it's just so uh, out, like mentally, I know that I shouldn't let this whole really basic situation affect me as much as it is, but it is physically affecting me and I'm noticing it. And I just walked through it and I went and we went in and we had a fun time and everything. And I actually won. We played top golf and I won. Yes, you did. Giddy up. Um, And it was fine. It was a fine time. But when we were going there, I just was like, how am I going to do this? And, you know, the racing thoughts. So, yeah, first thought wrong was, I don't even know what the first thought wrong was. I just know it was all wrong. There was a lot. <laughs> it felt wrong. Oh, there were so, there were so many things going on there. Um, but what I can say for your wins is you didn't let it escalate with Maya. Right. Which is huge because when we were talking about it, and I'm like, that girl knows your your insecurities better than you know them yourself. Yeah. She really does. Yeah. And she's very much, you know, I, again, I'm not a parent. I'll be very clear about that. And I really don't have an opinion other than what I see. Mm-hmm. That's all I all I ever have. But she needs to have some control in situations with her mom, and this is how she does it. Yeah. And it's hurtful and scary. And it, and I told and I've told Vicky before, I can't be around it because it hurts me. Yeah, it's 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 yucky. And what's interesting is intellectually, I know mm-hmm. that it's not about me. That it's most likely ninety percent of the time about all these other things yeah. in her life that yeah. she's not feeling control. So she just and she knows what she can do. Yeah. And, and it, but it still doesn't. It doesn't take away the fact that it hurts. That there's stings because this yeah, is the, this this living creature that you grew inside your body, and and expelled, and you've been responsible for for 19 years now, and it hurts. I mean, she's your baby. Well, and and okay, so there's there's a couple of different wins here because before when I used to do those things, it was purposely so the kids would be happy. Mm-hmm. But I was doing that project for. Me and yes, I want them to have ease in their experience in the kitchen, right? (laughs) But it wasn't just for them. And yes, I invited them because my goal as a parent is to create 
adults that can navigate this world on their own, right? Right. And so it's just very, very interesting. But the other one was I did intellectually know it wasn't about me, but I still felt the feelings. So walking through them is extremely interesting. Yeah, extremely. Second win was being clear with um, Ken what you needed at that time, which was to not be touched or coddled or anything. Mm-hmm. And and you know where that comes from. And we were talking about this too, because Vicki and I both self-parented when we were little. And Vicki, obviously, the way she was able to soothe and calm herself was to be alone. Yep. So that's her safe place. And yeah. she, I'm going to, I'm, by the way, I'm like uh, at any given moment, two seconds away from tears this week. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling lots of emotions, but um, she knows what she needs right now. And mm-hmm. she can probably work on modeling that a little bit differently, but she knows what she needs is to not be touched and that's huge that you can tell and yay Ken because he knew it wasn't about him well right and when we were walking Frodo later on when we got back I said thank you for being so patient with me when I'm in that moment Mm -hmm. because I know it's it's difficult to you know, it's easy to feel rejected from someone sure. when you're Witness having that, that. and know that they don't want you to help make them feel better. Mm-hmm. When you love someone and you're witnessing them in pain or discomfort or distress or whatever, and you offer to help and they say, no, you can't fix it. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot that goes on with that because because we're human yep. we, and all the things. So I think um, it was a difficult day and you had a lot of shit going on and I think you ended up being pretty successful. Yes. I, I was a woman living in recovery. <laughs> <laughs> you were living and in it. I was the... living in it. You know, there's a part in the big book <laughs> where they deep. say, trudging the road to happy destiny. Or yeah. is it two or f- charging the road of? Two. Two. Charging the road it's to in happy. here. Yeah. And, we, and we actually have our big books and our 12 and 12s yep. and our Joe McHugh book. I mean, we have. We're being literature geeks today. We are. I, I And I love it. I do too. It's so juicy. So as we talked about before, we are going to be talking about the 12th step. And we're breaking it down into three parts because it's so powerful. And this all happened. I was at a meeting on Monday night, and I told Vic, I said, we did the 12th step. And I pulled out 12 and 12 while we were in the meeting because it was a Zoom meeting. So I was kind of going through things and reading it. And it's like I, as always, when you read this, it's like I'd never read it before. The things that I noticed and saw is obviously what was pertinent to me at that moment. But I'm like, oh, my God, there's so, there's so much good, juicy stuff in here to talk about. Not just for recovering addicts, alcoholics. This is about learning how to live your life happy, joyous, and free. Yeah. Which I don't care. I don't care what what ails you in this world. We all find ways to self-soothe. Well, and what's interesting is this new awakening that's happening in our world. Yeah. You know, I think it was it's been triggered by lots of issues. COVID. And <laughs> And just, the, I mean, politics are falling apart everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's not just here. I mean, yeah. here it's very juvenile, I feel. Yeah. Um, but it's it's everywhere. Yeah, it's worldwide. And, um, and I, I feel, you know what I feel like? I f- the so- sophomoric thing, and I know we talked about this recently, but that keeps coming up for me. It's, it's we're graduating into a new space of our development as a humans. Yeah. And my dream and my vision is that we'll be able to heal some of these things in the past. At least that's what I want to be part of. Absolutely. Me too. And the way that I do that is by practicing the steps. Yep. Yeah. So I um, 
I'll read the step 12. Please. And then we can kind of talk about how we're going to handle this. Yeah. How we're going to handle it. How we're going to handle it. How we're going to, yes. (laughs) How we're going to show it who's boss. Yep. Which is not me. I'm not the boss, by the way. Step 12 is having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Now that is a big, long step. That's a whole lot of stuff going on. So today what we're going to talk about, what we're going to talking about is having had... What we're going to talking about. Is having had a spiritual experience. And I was reading the 12 and 12, and I cannot find a better definition because spiritual experience means so many different things to so many different people. I have a completely different idea of spiritual experience compared to Vicki. And it's funny, one time at a meeting we were saying, Vicki goes, you know, these people talk about the lights and the things and all those, like this one moment they knew, I just think it's crap. And I go, well, I, that's exactly what happened with me. Yeah, <laughs> It really was it's like cool. exactly what happened with me. I have one very clear moment when I knew. Do tell. That hit me. Um Okay, well, there's a there's a whole lot going on, but when I finally surrendered, basically, um, I was in the process of losing a lot, a job that I loved, a place, security, because I had relapsed again, and I knew that this might be a hole I couldn't dig myself out of, and I certainly wasn't going to be able to dig myself out of it alone. And that night, I was in my room, and I got down on my knees, and I said... I am an alcoholic. Because I'd never really said those words before. I'd said those words, but I'd never really said those words. And, and when believed I, it. Yeah, and when I said those words, see, I'm going to start crying. Um, that was the surrender. And it seriously, folks, was like someone poured some cool water, not cold, cool water on me. And I let go. I surrendered. Yeah, and that was your bright light moment. That yeah. was your spiritual uh, like your first spiritual awakening. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And it was very powerful. And I am very um, gra- grateful that that happened the way it did for me. And as my sponsor often reminds me, you know, we all have different stories that might help one person. Yeah. So I'm always uh, very happy to share that with people and to also say that's not. What happens with everyone, but this is what happened with me. Well, and it reminds me of Mark's story about the dog looking yeah. at him in the eyes, and he was, he knew. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and it's interesting to me because that is absolutely <laughs> not what happened to me. I had to take little chunks. And, and so my very um, skeptical mind, mm-hmm. pre, pre-recovery, uh, and... and early recovery was didn't believe that kind of stuff. Um, and and I'll tell you, I, in the Joe McHugh book, I'm going to read a little bit out of it. It's on page 151. I'll take a picture and share this book. It's awesome. It walks you right through the 12 steps. But it says, step 12 gives us a guarantee, a promise that if we take the first 11 steps, we will have a spiritual awakening. The result of working these steps is just that, a spiritual awakening. We have tapped the unsuspected inner resource of strength by working these steps and our spirit is awakened. Big book, page 569 through 570. And that's exactly what happened to me. I had to have bite-sized evidence of these steps. And for some reason, I was willing 
to do it even though I didn't believe and I was willing to take the steps because I saw that they were working in other people's lives. Yeah, you saw evidence with the people that you cared about. And then once I saw the evidence, so what's so powerful about all these steps is that they take you through your drinking career, your life moments, the the invisible backpack, like mm-hmm. Jane Miller talks about, the invisible backpack of all that stuff that I was carrying for all those years of pain and and beliefs and and things that I thought were actually true. I was able to break that down, and and for me, it took working all the steps to get to step twelve. And I had little bites of it. I had see, I had little mini spiritual awakenings, Mm -hmm. and then finally, you get to that place where you can't believe you've done all these things for yourself, for the world, for your family, for you know, and you and you've completed it. Because I don't know about you, but me, as an alcoholic, didn't really complete much in my life. No, I had lots of grand plans. Lots of grandiose ideas. So I kind of piecemealed together what uh, definition uh, resonated with me, was very resounding, from the 12 and 12. And Spiritual Awakening says, you now become able to do, feel, and believe that which he could not do before on his unaided strength and resources alone. That is a spiritual awakening as opposed to an experience. I had a spiritual experience in the beginning, um, but the awakening happens and you are granted a gift which amounts to a new state of consciousness and being. You're set on a path that is going somewhere. Life is more than just something that must be endured or mastered. And then the last part of this is you are in possession of a degree of honesty, tolerance, unselfishness, peace, uh, peace of mind and love, which he thought himself incapable of. And that all happens because of working the steps. Working the steps. Yeah. And Isn't that a great definition? Uh, it's a great definition and it's a great reminder. And what's interesting is, you know, I spoke at that event and when you when you do a big speaking event, when you tell your story, um, you get you get this uh, how do I explain it? You you go through this rewind. Mm-hmm. of your recovery and you go back to what it was like and you experience those things and you you ponder what a different for me I pondered what a different human being I have become one day at a time all those days all that work all those holding on for dear life days and those days of joy and happiness and experience and doing something for my recovery every single day. And sometimes it's messy and not perfect. And But doing that work every single day has brought me to this whole different human. And that's what it reminds me of. Mm-hmm. I am a different human being. Right. The impossession of a degree of honesty, tolerance, unselfishness, peace of mind, and love. Yeah. Well, just self-love alone. Right. That that was non-existent for 37 years. Oh, yeah. That was non-existent. It yeah. was fake. It, I pretended. Mm-hmm. I wanted it. 
but it was not an experience in my body. Oh, sure. I just thought I was undeserving completely because yeah. that's what I've been taught. I've been taught I was undeserving unless I worked for it. And sometimes I still go back to that. Oh. So so here's the good news. <laughs> here's the good news. And this is why I continue to work the 12 steps. And this is why I work this step working with, uh, why I do all the stuff that I do to maintain my my spiritual awakening is because those old habits, they're still there. That thinking is still there. That is, And that's why this one day at a time piece is so important to me personally to maintain this. Absolutely. As with most things for me, if I try to look at the big picture of the rest of my life, I need to do this because I'm an all or nothing. Well, I know I'm not going to, so fuck it. I'm out. It's been fun. But if I say, can I do this for the next 12 hours that I'm awake? Yep. I'm going to try. And at the beginning, if you are just starting out, it's minutes. It's yeah. minutes. And I'm, the reason, well, I said 12 hours, not 24 hours, because I had to do 12 hours. It's like, well, yeah. I know I'm awake for 12 hours, so I'm going to work on that first. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and then hopefully I'll sleep. Oh, sometimes I would go to bed at 6 o'clock in the <laughs> evening so that I would be sober, because I was so scared of <laughs> what I would do during that witching hour of oh, yeah. like when the kids were finally done eating and settled and I could start drinking like I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I am so grateful not to be that same human. Dreading days off. And you know, especially the last year or two, what I hated was working evenings because I didn't go to work until two o'clock and I would get up early and I'd have to sit there white knuckled for six hours. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable to me that I was... I mean, I really... There was a time, eight, nine o'clock, I was starting... Mm-hmm. A.M. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what weekends were made for, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were. <laughs> yep, yep. And yeah. I, 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 I yeah, ooh, yeah, yeah. It's- so, um, having had the spiritual awakening, and that's that's the beauty of this. It really kind. It was so concise in explaining to me for my brain to process what that spiritual awakening is. And it doesn't happen overnight. It takes work. It takes diligence. It takes consistency. It takes commitment. It takes all those things. But the gifts that you're given because of that work, that hard work sometimes, sometimes it's easy works, but it's work because that's what you have to do. You got to work for it. The gift that we're given is a happy, joyous, and free life. As Bree likes to say, I just want peace and serenity. What do I need to do for peace and serenity? Because that's what I want. Right. And and so let's rewind to my day yesterday. Yeah. My first thought wrong. I was not in peace and serenity. And what I did was I was working the steps in my life. Mm-hmm. And I was walking through it. And it's funny when I talk to my sponsees or my friends in recovery, I'm like, I say, I say, you are a woman living in recovery today. Yeah. And by you talking about it and maybe not feeling so good and walking through it, that's what living in recovery is. It is. And I think it's important to note what you just said. Um, we still experience all the things that everybody does in life. We're not saying you become sober and you practice this new spiritual uh, life that suddenly problems don't happen. We're humans and we're, you know, we are human beings that are living this life. So of course things happen. 
what I have gained is a new way to cope with those things, a new way to to live in those things that are not going to hurt me. They're not going to scare me. They're not going to shame me because I know I know better, so I do better. It's um, it it's it's being honest with ourselves that we get to be okay with not being okay, and I'm not saying we so okay. Before what that meant to me, before recovery, what that meant to me was I'm not okay. I'm going to be okay by drinking and drugging. That's what that meant. Oh, yeah. Today, being okay with not being okay is actually feeling the feelings, knowing they're there, saying, please don't touch me, saying, it's not about me, it's not about me, it's not about... It's like, it it is those practices Mm -hmm. that I've learned through years of practicing it when it happens, and it still happens, and not judging myself. That is, to me, a spiritual awakening. Right. And... It's not 100% foolproof. You know, I think that's what I have to constantly remind myself of is I have better days than others. I have some days where I've got to sit in it for a day or two before I go, okay, really what's going on here? And then I can go, oh yeah. Other days, as, as soon as my back got sweaty, I knew what was happening. <laughs> and it's like, step back, let's talk about this. Why am I feeling anxious? Why is this uncomfortable for me? What do we need? And we talked it out. And I'm like, okay, all right, I know your plan now, so that's okay. Because when she first told me, oh, we're just going to start filming, we're going to video while we're talking. No, 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 no. Nay, nay. No, no, no. About no. I said, okay. You're both okay, no. Here's the good news also about being in recovery and with each other it's easier than a 19 year old for example Mm -hmm. because we speak that same language and I see in your eyes what you're feeling right and I say we don't have to do this now we will put this on the shelf. And then give me all the information that I need so that I can be okay with it. Yeah, because I like to just get an idea and do it and go, 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 and that's me, and that's fun. And I think that keeps me from being nervous, but Lynn needs some prep time. I do need prep time most of the time. That being said, when we did the firewalk, oh, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't have any information. I'm like, yeah, and Bree even said to me, because she was there, and she said, did it ever... Did you ever have the thought that mm, maybe I won't do this? I'm like, no. Did you? She goes, no. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> oh gosh, we didn't talk about the firewall. No, we're going to Let's talk about, talk about it. Do, uh, let's. Can we wrap up? Our yeah, spiritual I w- awakening. Can I you read got something? something? Yeah, she's, yeah. Got so, she's got a place held here in the. So in book. the back of the book, they had to do an appendix because there were lots of alcoholics like me in the big book. Bill W., one of our founders, talks about his white light moment mm-hmm. and where he just knew and shifted and. A lot of us that didn't have that experience kind of said, oh, what the heck? I don't, maybe I'm not doing You're it faulty. right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what I want to read to you is the last three paragraphs of this amazing book. And um, it says, it's not of the book, but it's, of, it's called The Spiritual Experience. It's Appendix 2. And it says, most of us think, uh, most empathetically, we wish to say that any alcoholic capable of honestly facing his problems in the light of our capable uh, uh, of our experience can recover, provided he does not close his mind to all spiritual concepts. He can only be defeated by an attitude of intolerance or belligerent denial. 
we find that no one need have difficulty with the spirituality of the program. Willingness, honesty, and open-mindedness are the essentials of recovery, but these are indispensable. And then there's one more thing that this is really powerful. And when I read this, ooh, it, it stung a little bit. And it's a quote by Herbert Spencer. It says, there is a principle which is a bar against all information, which is proof against all arguments, and which cannot fail to keep a man in everlasting ignorance. That principle is contempt prior to investigation. And ooh, did I live and slather myself in that for so many years, and I am so grateful I don't live like that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Dismissing something before you know anything about it. Yep. Yeah. And not only dismissing it, but contempt. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is, I said, I don't like that person. I don't yeah, like visceral. that situation. Mm-hmm. I will not even go there. Yep. No. And now we get to talk about an experience where that might have been the case before. <laughs> <laughs> Yeehaw. That's right. Uh, one other thing I wanted to share too um, I do guided meditations in the morning most of the time. And there was this quote that this lady said during the guided meditation as soon as it was done, instead of, you know, like I, I jumped up because I had to write it down because I didn't want it to fly out of my brain before I wrote it down. And it said, Joy is what's happening when we don't have an opinion about it. Mm. And I read a, a thing in 12 and 12. It says, the joy of living is the theme of AA. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what happens when we're just not having an opinion. When you just let things happen to you. Yeah, you just live. Yeah. Yes. Just just let them happen. Good and bad. Right. And Without judgment. Sure. The thing that I've really been trying to work on is not labeling things good or bad. Just letting them Lynn happen. is cracking me up right now. So she had this situation with her <laughs> iPhone that she's really mad about. I think she needs to do four-step on it. Um, but <laughs> basically... Yes. Basically, she had to put a very annoying text alert on her phone. And it, her phone's been blowing up and so is mine because we're on a group text. Yeah. And you know, it, it, when we're recording, we try to be really here with you. You, exactly. Right, but I can't help myself because Lynn's sitting in this really <laughs> awkward way with her arm behind her back, I'm just holding, holding her phone. So if it goes off, she, you know, well, we should just put these in the other room when we record. Exactly, but it because it vibrates. I don't want it on any surface because it would literally probably fly off the table. And even in the chair, it was vibrating too much. <laughs> Holding it behind my back so I'm not looking at the screen. <laughs> she is cracking me up right now. Okay. Now, talk to us about this beautiful experience that you had the other day with me and several others. So, a friend of ours, <laughs> mutual friend Linda, who is the wife of Donna C. Who we Shout out. To. We yeah. love you, ladies. We love you, ladies, so much. And Linda is one of our OGs for, mm-hmm. uh, with our podcast. Yep. She um, is this amazing woman that has really broken out of her shell and tried Ooh, new experiences girl, that make everyone uncomfortable. And she decided that she she was ready to start living. So she connected with these people, and um, it's metaphysical stuff mostly. And yeah. I'm very bad about articulating. But one of the things that she did spiritual very, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Just not twelve steps. One of the first things she did that really got her on this path, I believe, is that she did a firewalk. And I don't know if you've seen them, heard them, know anything about them. My only experience was, and for some reason it was always in India, I would see these um, these, uh, yogis 
because it was usually yogis that did it, they would have these big beds of coals and they would walk across them and not have any burns. And they talked about mind over matter, how the power of your energy can transform what's going on in the physical world. So Linda did this and and she had already done it, I think, before I met her. Several times, yeah. Yeah, so she was already a fire walker um, when I met her. Gosh, it's almost five years ago now. And we always talked about it. I'm like, if there's ever an opportunity, I totally want to at least go and watch and see She's like, there will be, I promise, I promise, I promise. Well, lo and behold, in their new place of residence, she finally got it together. This was supposed to have been her gift to herself for retirement a couple of years ago, but that dang but COVID. COVID pandemic bullshit shut everything down. Shut so she it had to down. It. And by the way, Linda really got gypped on her whole retirement celebration because of that. Um, and we talk about it. And I'm like, it's okay to be a little resentful. I would be too. <laughs> you know, you put in 30 plus years someplace. You want a little bit of hoopla. You want a party. You want a hoopla. So anyway, Linda organized this for us. And she invited, you know, our circle plus a few other people. And I talked to her about asking a couple other people that I knew might be interested. And again, I never had any inclination of, mm, maybe I'll wait and see. There was, I was like, I'm doing it. I don't even know what it is or what I have to do or how it works, but I'm doing it. Yeah. And so what were your thoughts? My thoughts about it? Yeah. Um, So initially, I was like super excited. I was like one of the very enthusiastic people. Bree and I both were like very enthusiastic. I think it's a great way to put it. Me too. Yes. And um, the chanting, I've been been singing that chant all week by the week. Which uh, one? By the way, um, Earth is my body. Oh. All week long, it's been in my head. So the energy of the group, which we already knew about through AA, we know about the energy and the power of the group, yep. the power of the we. And that's the lady that facilitated, she was our facilitator, the, when she was explaining it, she said it really is about you know this energy and we want to get everybody kind of like very high level energy to yep. do this. And... The first time I did it was disbelief. The first time I walked it, I walked four times. The second time I did it, I slowed down just to test. I'm like, really, was it just because I walk really fast and that's how it happened? Nope, it wasn't because of that. Third time, I was really just immersed in how amazing a gift my life is. Yeah, right. Well, the the third time was when we put our intention out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what we want to come into our life. And then afterwards... I was just like the elation and the high and just the 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 joy of knowing that we really can do anything. Yeah, yeah. Human I beings. mean, they were hot ass coals. Woo! I got a little kiss, but um, it hurt that night. It, it didn't hurt. I felt it that uh-huh. night. Like it was tender. When we say a kiss, we mean a tiny a little fire kiss. Yeah, yeah. So there was like a there was a little mark, and um, and it was on my left foot, and I. Put on lavender oil that night per Adele's request mm-hmm. and or a recommendation, and then I put some on at bedtime. It didn't hurt anymore by the time I got home, and the next day it didn't hurt at all. There's still a little red mark, uh-huh. and it's not a blister and it's not a scar. It's just a little cute little red mark, and it doesn't hurt and it didn't hurt. And she said, "Guarantee it won't hurt tomorrow." Right. And she was absolutely and she did right. tell us a story about these three people that did the walk. And afterwards, like a day or two later, they said, did that really happen? They're like, yeah, it happened. Then the next day they said, are we sure that that's what we really did? And then the third day we're like, we're imagining this. It didn't happen. Burns appeared on their feet. So again, 
believe what you want, say what you will. I know what my experience was and it was magic. Yeah, it was super powerful and uh, uplifting and healing. And I got to go with my mom. My mom went. Oh, Vicky's mother was so freaking adorable through this whole thing. She was super cute. She was all excited. She's like, this is so cool. I would have never done this before. (laughs) Yeah, it was awesome. Um, So when I was driving home, I was driving home with one of our friends and uh, she's like, so do you think maybe it's just because we walked really fast and, you know, maybe there was this this and that. And I said, okay, let me tell you something. And I showed her my hand because I'd gotten a burn at work the week before and it's on my knuckle. And I literally had opened the oven door. My knuckle tapped the inside of the door like less than a second and I had a blister. Yep. So the idea is that your energy is, you're vibrating so much higher that the fire doesn't burn you. Right. You just can walk through it. Exactly. And I think there is a little bit of a physical or a, a chemical uh, reaction as well, because when your body has that energy, you have different ions because your body is electricity. You have different ions that are pushing down. And, and I know there is a, a a scientific way to explain it as well, because I kind of did a little bit of research afterwards. But regardless, I know it was my energy that that kept me safe when I walked over this thing that should have been dangerous to me and was not because I believed it would not be. I know. So cool. Isn't that crazy? Yes. Something was not dangerous because I believed it would not be. So what are you going to do in your life that that you can change your thinking. I mean, this is a power that we all have. Mm -hmm. We all have this power. And when we allow our old beliefs to stifle us and hold us back, think about all the things you're missing. And when you... When you and I'm not saying walk on fire or go cross the street when you know a car is coming. I'm saying what can you do on a simple level today to create a little itty bitty ripple effect of change mm-hmm. by just thinking in an open way, right? Being yeah, we always say it honest, open, willing. Um, that's how I try to live my life, mm-hmm. and I don't do it perfectly every day because I'm human, and, and you don't have to. Yeah, the the thing is, is that I always have a chance to go back and go, huh? And instead of judging myself or blasting myself for not being perfect, because none of us are, I can go, huh? What can I do differently, or what did I learn from this, or what made me a better person because of this? Yep. Yep. And and my golden nugget I will share is that my life has actually changed, Mm -hmm. that I have all those things that you shared about. Yeah. And uh, thank you. And this podcast is part of that. This podcast has just been such a gift. Yeah. It really has has, um, anchored me in my recovery Mm -hmm. in ways that I didn't know. So, Never imagined how, mm-hmm. how important it would be to me. And I was talking to a friend that I've known forever, and um, I said, they were saying something about the podcast and, you know, what do we want from it? And that's the beauty of this. I never wanted anything. No, I want to share it out. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, unless I'm having to do show notes, I don't listen to it. Yeah. I put it out there and I let it fly. And yep. Ken will say things to me. And I said, <laughs> "What? I don't remember that. And uh-huh. he said, well, you talked about it on your podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's happened to me. And actually... Um, in the dating world, uh, one of the people that I went out with a couple of times, and I told him about the podcast because he was also in recovery, and he said, I don't know if I would recommend that you always just tell people about that in the beginning. 
<laughs> I'm like, well, they want to know about me, and that that goes to show. I mean, this is my life. This is yeah. me. Mm-hmm. It's it's you know the scars. Oh yeah, we're and not the making this. We're not making this up. <laughs> this is all the things. This there's there's no shiny perfect. <laughs> this is not rid, rid, This is not scripted. <laughs> so when Lynn was having that moment about videotaping, I was reminded when we were three sitting around one microphone, looking out my window oh my in my backyard, and they said, "Well, I think we need to be more organized, and maybe we should script it." I about <laughs> fell off the chair and said, "Nope, I quit because I cannot." When I do scripted, I just I she get seizes very up. yeah, I freeze. Yeah, you do. You it's do. Funny. And and the funny thing was, it wasn't like I was going to slap a script down and say read from this. It was more like, can we kind of organize? But the what I flow? heard was script. <laughs> Don't fence me in. You can't do it. Don't fence me in. I don't want a box. I'll box you to stay out of my box. But don't touch me if I'm mad. Exactly. (laughs) We love you. Like, share with someone that you care for in or out of these rooms. And um, And rate, review, subscribe. Yes, please do. Because we still need reviews. Yes, we do. And ratings. And please, if you have any questions, uh, comments, anything, you can find us on Instagram or Facebook at Telling, at on, telling ourselves. on Ourselves. And I think Vicki promised she's going to get a TikTok account. Up. Yes, I'm working on it. TikTok. So, and you know, I guess apparently I can't just put pretty pictures on TikTok. I actually have Sober to. talk. Yeah. <laughs> Sober you, talk. I'll, I'll help. I, I like it. It's yeah. fun. I heard I heard one the other day that said why Gen Xers like TikTok so much is because we used to have to scroll through the TV channels to find oh. out what was on and before you, I mean that was so funny and she reminded me of you had to get the TV guide every week uh-huh. and you had to get the newspaper to find out when your shows were on other than the ones you had memorized oh my gosh what a different world we lived in I remember you were a, a more affluent family if you had a subscription to TV guide oh yeah it was a big deal mm-hmm. yeah yep well I love so y'all so that's the TikTok version yeah scrolling channels alright yeah. people alright bye try out try out Thank you.